Hello and welcome to Cutting the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben and as always I am hanging out with Mike, Hello. Claire hey. and Pete. Hello. Today we're going to talk about a classic. I think it's a classic. It's a classic conspiracy theory. It's an old one. Old-ish. Goes back to World War II. And it's the first of a two-parter I'll be doing over the course of the next few weeks. This one is the Philadelphia Experiment. Most of you will probably... Oh, see, I was thinking you were going to watch a film with Tom Hanks in it, slowly degenerating. Mm. fuck for that. <laughs> I'm joking. You did that, didn't you? Did you know what you thought? You did what? You watched the movie. <laughs> oh, I sat and watched it all today. Crying and everything. I yeah, know, that's, mm. that's what we told you. We wanted yeah. to watch it. It'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Philadelphia Experiment. There is a film, though, isn't there? There's nothing to do with, there is. with Tom Hanks and AIDS. No, 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 nothing to do with that. Okay. There's two films, there might be three. Yeah, I've seen two, yeah. Long time ago when I was a teenager. This is the alleged conspiracy of the Philadelphia Experiment, and then in my next pick, when I get to that in a few weeks, I will talk about the Montauk Project, which directly follows on from this, and is this the conspiracy that inspired Stranger Things, if you're into that. Hmm. So before we get into the Philadelphia Experiment, we will thank some new returning listeners. I'll read a selection. Lansdowne in P- PA, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Rome in Italy. Frankfurt in Germany. Fort Lauderdale in the United States. Oh, sorry, Frankfurt. I'm just going to briefly just mock you with laughter about your team's dismal performance in the World Cup. Who's top performance? Germany. God, they were awful. Fort Lauderdale in Florida. Paris in France. Can't say so I can't believe we've got a company we've got a French list on the EU of England playing France in the World Cup. We've never had one, nor has we've got one. <laughs> well, that's just going to be one listener lost after Sunday next week. Not <laughs> <laughs> if they win. Well, we, if if they win, Claire, we'll both just relentlessly just say how they cheated. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> and yeah. if we if we win, then we'll mock them for being crap. <laughs> How they, That's uh, the way it goes. How they tampered with our football boots with brie and camembert and things like that. And yeah, oh, awful people. Joking. <laughs> Laurel in Maryland in the US. Charlotte, North Carolina. London in the UK. Boardman, Oregon. Seattle, Washington. Bengaluru in India. Guadalajara, Spain. Perryville, Missouri. Ashburn, Virginia, and Belfast. Binging Belfast. In the Thank United you very much, Mr. Binging, Binging Belfast. Belfast. Thanks to everybody, yeah. And the United States. It was like every other one this week, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like, yes. you know, mm. I wonder how we become so popular in Belfast all of a sudden. Do you think it was the uh, potato famine episode? No. I don't. I don't yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we were not offensive in any way, shape, or form. You spoke yourself something left to be reminded of, in all fairness. You know? It's not something I want to think about. Right, the Philadelphia Experiment. It is the summer of 1943. World War II is raging. Raging, I tell you. It's two years into the United States' involvement, and a bloody sea battle was raging between American destroyers and Royal Navy destroyers. Let's not forget them. Took the brunt of it for for two years until the Americans decided to turn up. Sorry. (laughs) Don't be. They seem to think they won it for us. They have that thing, don't they? Anyway, they were fighting the Nazi U-boats, or the Unterseebooten. Unterseebooten? That's what submarine is in German, Unterseebooten. Unterseebooten. It literally means, I was going to say, it literally means underwater boat. Yeah. 
uh, obviously showed in the U-boat because it sounds cooler. Remember, it's it's the tra- it's 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 the lifeline of the Allies, the Atlantic. It's a major, major yep. shipping lane. You've got dozens of convoys escorted by warships and aircraft as far as they can get out, and the U-boats are hunting in packs. They're sinking hundreds of thousands of tons a month. That's our lifeline, isn't it? And it is. It's all our food coming in. <clears throat> well, not all our food, because we were obviously digging for victory. You all know, it's this war material. Any, it's oil. That, it's raw material. Anything that's coming overseas wasn't arriving, basically, wasn't it, pretty much? And when the Americans join in in 1941, then, boom, you've got shiploads of Americans over as well. And it's been going pretty badly for the Allies. Obviously, we took the technological lead, the advantages of sonar and getting better depth charges. And tactics. In the end, the wolf packs became individuals, and it didn't go so well for the German U-boat crews. And I think there's something like a eighty percent mortality rate, God. something daft like that. Yeah, highest out of any branch of service. It wasn't good to be a submariner in the German navy, was it? No, certainly not. <laughs> certainly not when the Allies got the technological leap and cracked the Enigma code as well. Yeah, it didn't help. That really didn't help. The fact that just when we realised they were there. Because that, that was the thing. The reason they were so devastating at first is because they weren't really expected. Really, were not in the number and and how deadly they were. Mm. Nobody expected it. But then, as soon as we cottoned on to it, depth charges, things like that, become a it's, lot better. It's the technological, it's a technological leaps they made. Uh, the the Asdic sonar. Mm. You know, we wave that ping when you the ping. Mm. That's you know, and then they got the de- better depth charges. Remember the submarines, and, and, and you know submarines usually surface to fire. They 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 used to like sinking merchant ships with their deck gun, rather than firing the torpedo because torpedoes are precious things to be fired at high value targets. And even then, torpedoes had to be fired at quite a, a low depth anyway. So you still got to come to the surface. They see your periscope pretty much, yeah. And they'd have to spot it. They'd have to yeah. know where they were shooting, so they'd have to use the periscope to see where they're shooting. Because they didn't have the technology in them days to go just look on a little computer screen. Yeah, and go, yeah, yeah. these are the coordinates you need to put in. Shoot. So yeah, anyhow, thousands of lives are lost in the Battle of the Atlantic, and it was fucking horrible. It's the one theatre of war I definitely wouldn't have wanted to be on. On either side, I don't want to be drowned in the cold Atlantic, North Atlantic Sea. But in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in 1943, a newly commissioned destroyer called the USS Eldridge was being equipped with several large generators as part of a top-secret mission to win the Battle of the Atlantic once and for all. So that exists, the USS Eldridge? Yeah, the ship yeah. exists, yeah. yeah. Ended up in the Greek Navy. <laughs> Probably still using it, aren't they? No, I don't think, I don't think so anymore. But yeah, that's, well, you, all of a sudden, especially of the US, who was like churning out ships in ridiculous mm. amounts of time, I mean, they could make a merchant ship in 24 hours... Wow. I mean, it, what they were called Liberty ships, they were built to a standard template. They weren't glamorous, they weren't luxurious, but they, they had a big cargo hold, they were watertight. To, good enough to do the job. Yeah. Mm. You know, they were churning one out every 24 hours. Now, imagine to quit them in warships, obviously, take more time, but you're still talking a couple of years, three years to knock out a capital ship, a battleship, or an aircraft carrier. It's not bad going. That was why they were the arsenal of democracy, weren't they? They, they, they had the, as soon as they went on to war footing. The arsenal. I said the arsenal. You said arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I meant arsenal. It was being equipped with several large generators, 
A rumour aboard the ship was that the generators were designed to power a new kind of magnetic field that would make the warship invisible to enemy radar. Very handy. Very handy. Also, in this is another possibility that they were trying to use these generators and, and cables looped around the ship to create a ghost field which would neutralise the ship's own magnetic field. Right, so it wouldn't set off mines. Not to act as almost like a force field to stop penetrating things like torpedoes and things like that. If you want to doubt it, that's a possibility. Um, the mines just felt that it was metal and then bing. Yeah, the, the mine but it, it goes off a magnetic field. Yeah, yeah. Mm. there's all sorts of different things that yeah. corrupt them. So those are pr proximity mines would be on a magnetic field. So you, if you can make your ship so it doesn't set those off, that's also a really good thing. Mm. And it's down to Einstein. He had this unified field theory where you could do this. Right. With the full crew on board, it was time to test the system. Wouldn't it be better to test it without the crew on board first? <laughs> no, well, no, because so. it's wartime, Mike, and these, we need to know quick. Yeah, it's wartime. You don't, you don't want to lose men, do you? Accident testing this thing. It'll be fine. It's developed by top American boffins <laughs> and Einstein. What can go wrong? The what Einstein can go bit, wrong? Yeah, no problem, but... <laughs> and you're doing it in broad daylight, in plain view of the ships nearby. Don't forget that. Mm -hmm. Switches were thrown on the powerful generators which hummed into action. But all they think they're going to do is make it invisible to radar or potentially demagnetise the ship. Right? That's all they're thinking this is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not planning on what happens. What happened? What happened? Did I get leaked into the future or something? Close, yeah. All right. <laughs> See, I'm completely unaware of what happened in this <laughs> experiment. You've never heard of the Philadelphia I've thing. heard of it, but I've never... I've never looked into it. Mm. I may have heard about it. I don't know, but I, it's not something mm. that's on my radar. It was the film that like a connection. brought my mm. attention to it. <laughs> I, I might watch the film after this, probably now. Yes. No, don't. It's terrible. Oh, uh, fair enough. The second one's worse. They ain't great. Nah, they're not great. But the film does play a part in, in leading this story to new life. If, if not not yeah. just because more people become aware of it, one very important person who comes along later came out the woodwork. Oh. What would happen next would baffle scientists and fuel decades of wild speculation. Witnesses describe an eerie green glow, a green blue glow, surrounding the hull of the ship. Then instantaneously and inexplicably, the Eldridge disappeared. Not just invisible to radar, but gone. Vanished into thin air. Cool. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Are you trying to make a point there, Peter? Sorry, I, I had a little bit of a tickle. Sounds like something off Scooby Doo, doesn't it? I, I don't know. I just, yeah, it does sound a little bit just too out there, doesn't it? And if if that happened, how come they've not fucking carried on developing this technology? How do you know they haven't? Because I've never seen a ship disappear. Oh, they always reckon that we're they're 50 years ahead of where they tell us. Mm. But do you know what? I was on submarines, which are pretty much the most highest, toppest, secretest thing possible. Highest, toppest, secretest. If they had things like that in the world, surely they'd be on our bloody nuclear submarines. Well, maybe it's not quite ready for that. I mean, and also look at it from a military-industrial complex point of view. Why give them that? when you can keep selling them the lower model. Mm, I suppose. 
Because you're trying to make it better. And also, why play your hand? Unless you're at war with somebody and they need to use it, why let them know you got it? Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hours later, there were reports of the Eldridge appearing in the Norfolk Naval Shipyard in Virginia before reappearing just as suddenly back in Philadelphia. Well, what's the distance there, like Virginia to Philadelphia? It's a, it's a few hundred miles. It would take six days sail around the coast to do that. Oh. Okay. Fair Sorry, enough. two two days. Two days. I'm getting my my things confused. Either way. Two days. It would take. Still a significant distance. To sail around the coastline of America. It's not something that could be done within a couple of hours. Mm. So. According to classified military reports. Members of the Aldridge crew suffered from terrible burns and disorientation. Most shockingly, a few crewmen were found partially embedded in the steel ship of the hull, still alive. I have heard about this, you know. I have heard about this. But with legs or arms sealed to the deck and also crew going insane. I have heard about this. Just that bit there, the bit with people getting embedded in the ship. I've heard that before, so I have heard of this. I believe that was a, it's, there's an X-Files episode that's very close to this. Yeah, something's playing through my mind at the moment as someone's sort of stuck in the ship. Yeah. So goes the story of the Philadelphia Experiment, perhaps the most famous and widely retold example of secret government experiments with teleportation and time travel. And more than 70 years later, despite the absence of any physical evidence or corroborating testimony, the Philadelphia Experiment survives as facts in the minds of amateur paranormalists and conspiracy theorists. Now, that's the official, that's the, the conspiracy, right? Mm. This ship has all these generators and big cables slung around it, and it teleports to Norfolk from Philadelphia and back again. The crew are insane, they're disorientated, there's reports later on where the crew are allowed to go on, on shore leave and the guys from the Eldridge have starting a bar fight and they're phasing in and out of reality while fighting. <laughs> there's, there's reports, there's one eyewitness to that who will come later on. It's handy in a bar fight though, isn't it? They're fighting each other as well, which is, you know, makes it even better. <laughs> but yeah, they're phasing in and out of reality or some of them are still stuck in the ship, presumably... <laughs> Immediately dying when they kill me. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Kill me. No, don't worry, Larry. We'll cut you out. We'll take you to the pub. <laughs> There's some bloke and part of the hull, and he's propped up in the corner. <laughs> his legs are hanging. His legs are hanging out of one end, and he's hanging out the other, and he's just pissing behind it. <laughs> well, surely there'd be pictures of them sort of. Melded into the the hole. Well, Not that they'd allow us to see, Claire. Yeah, that's well. that's it. Isn't it? They obviously covered it up, didn't they? If it happened. So they're either a melded to the hole, b phasing in our reality out of control, or c insane. D insane. <laughs> See and see. Well, I forgot where I was. I told you it was a bad idea to get on that ship <laughs> that experiment, didn't I? Well, where's the captain of the, you know, the ship and that? He's down. Presumably one of the melted people or bird insane people ones. or insane ones. Or were they insane? Or was it they were classed as insane all put in fucking ins- asylums mm. so nobody would believe what had actually happened? I also heard only the one tale of this that the crew saw like they felt they'd been through another dimension and they saw these 
the sky was pink and there were these black pyramids lining this path they were going down. Well, that sounds ominous. That, and then boom, they're back. So that was what they saw. There's reports of them seeing greys, grey aliens, little dudes, little creepy sexist men. Hiya. <laughs> what are you living in those black pyramids? Do that again. Hiya. <laughs> My voice is a bit footless and I've had a bit of a bit of a sore throat these last few days. Shouting too much at the England game, possibly. <laughs> so almost everything that we quote know about the Philadelphia experiment and the alleged teleportation of the USS Eldridge emerged from the mind and pen of a colourful character named Carl M. Allen, better known by his pseudonym Carlos Miguel Allende. In 1956, Allende sent the first of 50 handwritten letters to the author and amateur astronomer Maurice K. Jessup, who a year earlier had published a self-research book called The Case for the UFO. Apparently still very good reading. Mm. He, he did this very thoroughly, very scientifically compiled results. Before or before. after he started selling cameras? Jessup. <laughs> oh, they did sell cameras. Yeah, spelled differently, though. Oh, they haven't been around for a while, though, have they? Yeah, that's true. No one does that anymore. Can't remember where they used to be. Weird. Um, how it's changed. Now, in his letters, Alandi criticised Jessup's naive understanding of unified field theory, which Allende claimed to have been taught by Albert Einstein himself. A unified field theory which has never been proven by Einstein, or anyone huh. else, attempts to merge the forces of gravity and electromagnetism into one fundamental field. Sounds groovy. Mm. Mm. It's one of the funny things about a theory, though, isn't it? why it's a theory because it's never actually been physically proved just like communism <laughs> no theory is proved or you, it's uh, a hypothesis that isn't I think yeah. so technically it's you a hypothesis you can prove a theory or you can disprove a theory though can't you yeah so it's, yeah, it's a, a hypothesis so it's a the idea and a theory is the test I guess either way the, you're the science officer yeah, I'm pretty sure theory is something that has been tested by the people you know peer reviewed and it's it's accepted, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that could be right. Yeah. I think there's a difference anyway. There is. There's definitely a difference between that and I. But anyway, that's the unified field theory. Einstein reckons you can merge the forces of gravity and electromagnetism into one big-ass force. Which presumably you could, I don't know, use to knock through into another dimension. Well, there is a theory as to why gravity is so weak. Because you can just jump... Uh, and you've got the force of the earth pulling on you. You know, you can jump in the air. Is that not just because we're, like, really strong? <laughs> I'm going to actually slightly... I'm going to take over Science Officer Badge Junior for a second. There's two types of gravity. There's gravity B, which is the light tower which we can break by jumping. Gravity A, which holds the yeah, atoms... I mean, of a, a nucleus of an atom together. So that's incredibly strong. Yeah. So there's two types. The idea is if you manipulate gravity B, you could potentially... Well, there's a theory as to why it's so weak is because it's leaking into another dimension. Mm. I can't see it doing that. Well, yeah. some of the greatest minds in history have... <laughs> suggested it. Suggested it. I mean, who are we to say? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> From the great mind of Claire. Yeah, You're not having it. It's just going to another dimension. No, gravity is something that happens because of the pull of the orbit of your planets and whatnot. Yeah. Well, because it operates in another dimension, we just sort of get, like, just a bit of it. You know what I mean? Not the whole sort of effect. And it's, it's weird. It's difficult to understand, but it's a possibility. Who knows? Well, who can say? 
We only know 4% of the universe. The 96%, we don't have a clue what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for years we all thought it was dark matter, but you know, even that's... Could be. That's, what, even that's, that's, that's like, what we describe it, we label it as, we don't know what it is. Yeah, well, Dark like, energy. It could be dark matter, but to be fair, we've never found any, so we haven't got a clue. Well, dark is the most, that's about 70-odd percent. We don't know what it is. Dark energy. <laughs> Only stuff that we can see is 4% of the universe, so... There's a lot, it's a big-ass sky. Yeah. So to claim that you know everything, it, it, you know what I mean, it's foolish... We know nothing. We know four percent, and that, and we're still learning about if all that. that. Yeah, exactly. We'd be lucky if we know that much. We still don't understand black holes completely, so do we? Don't even understand the Earth we live on. By that logic, from our very own science officer, the Philadelphia experiment could be real because we don't know. Maybe they worked it out. Maybe. Maybe they jumped and came back. Because if anything, if anything can be possible, then it could happen. But anything this big, I think, would have been leaked. If it was in broad daylight and everyone's seen it, Carlos Allende saw it. What if they make on non-disclosure agreements and things like that? Yeah, but someone's mm. going to have ratted out at some point in their life. Well, let's see what, what he says about someone it. Someone gets to 80 and goes, fuck the non-disclosure thing now. I'll, I'll die in a year <sighs> or two, fuck well, it. People were stalwart about them things back then. Mm, maybe. Now, to prove that a unified field theory existed, Allende offered Jessup his eyewitness account from a nearby ship. So he's not on the Eldridge, he's watching this. Uh, the disappearance of the Eldridge from the Philadelphia Naval Yard in 1943. Carlos Allende's letter to Morris Jessup, which explains how the US military used Einstein's revelations to teleport an entire naval destroyer and its crew, registered the first ever mention of the Philadelphia experiment. 1956. How many years later? Thirteen. Thirteen. No other witnesses, though, from the crew of the Aldridge or nearby ships have come forward in the 13 years since <laughs> the alleged event. That will change. Jessup attempted a serious investigation of Allende's claims and grew frustrated with the mysterious letter writer's inability to produce physical evidence. Jessup was ready to drop the investigation entirely when he was contacted by two officers from the Navy's Office of Naval Research, the ONR, in 1957. The Office of Naval Research was ominous. I think there's a bit of a man in black thing going on here. Shouldn't they research a lot of, like, the sea UFOs? Yeah, they do, what yeah. What do they call them? The USOs. USOs, yeah. Do you think, think that's, that's what, what their job is? Actually, I've had a theory on the UAP thing. Mm. I think they're drones flown by the US. Right. In some cases, more than likely. I think that we're 50 years further than where they tell us we are. As the guy from Boeing said, I was thinking about this the other mm. day, the guy who ran the skunk works that uh, churned out all the top-secret US aircraft for the last 50, 60 years, 70 years, because mm. they've just made a new stealth bomber. I was released this week. I said, we're 50 years ahead of where you think we are. I think those experimental craft being drone piloted, and I think they're flying it around the Navy ships to deflect away from the fact that they, because they're so advanced, everyone will think they're aliens rather than the US could government's. Could be, could be, could be there's no aliens and it's all been I think it's concocted a, by the US government. I think it's a false flag deflect. in itself. Yeah, could be. They'll lead to an eventual alien invasion where the whole world has to band together <laughs> and we end up with one world government and it's, we're there with a reptilian boot heel on our necks. And Will Smith will punch the first one and says, Welcome to Earth, bitch. That's my job. That's my ambition. And Will Smith will be too old. 
Now, according to an information sheet published by the ONR, the two officers were responding to a strange package they had received in 1956. It contained a copy of Jessup's UFO book, anointed, annotated, sorry, annotated by handwritten notes claiming advanced knowledge of physics that linked extraterrestrial technology to breakthroughs in unified field theory. Although these scrawled notes are meant to look like they came from three different authors, or at least one, probably an, an alien, maybe, Jessup instantly recognised the handwritings as all belonging to Carlos Allende. Mm. For unexplained reasons, the ONR officers published 127 copies of the annotated book using a Texas military contractor named Varro Manufacturing. Now, those copies now are highly prized by conspiracy theorists, but why got the hassle of making 127 copies? Doesn't make sense, does it? No. Now, sadly, Jessup's story took a tragic turn. He was injured in a car accident, he split from his wife, and he committed suicide in 1959. Carl Salende lived until 1994, sporadically sending letters to anyone who would listen to his fantastical tale of the Philadelphia experiment. Hmm. And for decades, Carl Salende, a.k.a. Carl Allen, was the sole witness of the allegedly supernatural events surrounding the 1943 Philadelphia experiment. And Carlos claimed to, or Carl, Carl Allen, claimed to have been stationed on the SS Andrew Furaseth a vessel docked in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard with a clear view of the Eldridge when it disappeared. Now, the film came out in 1984. Right, this kind of film, I guess it was into the public consciousness just enough. Someone thought I'd make a film out of that. And they did in 1984. A man named Al Bielik. Enter mm. Al Bielik. Philadelphia experiment survivor <laughs> and also time traveller and Montauk Project member. We'll What's get that? on to the Montauk Project very soon, probably, well, not in this episode, but in a few episodes' time. He came forward claiming to have personally taken part in the secret experiment, which he had been brainwashed to forget. After seeing the movie in 1988, his repressed memories came flooding back. He's talking to Jack Vallée, right? Jack Vallée is a French guy who is one of the biggest names in actual proper UFO research. We've, we have encountered his name a few times across the, the, the recent yeah. UFO episodes. Bit of a living legend in the UFO community. Despite the insistent and constantly evolving claims of Al Berlick and Carlos Allende, it was a testimony of a third witness that ultimately shed some light on what may have really happened in Philadelphia during that wartime summer of 1943. Uh, I was finding it hard to believe there was only one witness in the whole well, that's shipyard, it, isn't it? even you know, in the evening and that. But then he's saying that they've been brainwashed to forget. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Or sent to a loony bin. Or sent if to a loony bin. Work. Don't take any, don't take this account of Owl's story because he also claims to have fallen off the Eldridge, right? While it was in the other dimension, mm. and woke up in 1988. Saw the film, jogged his memory, off he tried. Mm. There's also a tease of there's another guy you turned up who claimed to be Owl's brother. It was on the oh, ship with him. And I get the feeling that was just to make some money because Alan made a bit of money out of this. So he's like, yeah, I'm his brother and I was on the <laughs> ship with him. Wasn't I, Al? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you owe me a thousand dollars, don't you? What did 1943. He say? Did he have to go along with it? 
Yes, he did. He did. Because he backed up all of his claims. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, that. I'm your brother, and you owe me a, you owe me a thousand dollars, don't you, Al? <laughs> yeah, I do, don't I? Yeah. There you That's go. That's a great fucking ruse, that is. Because the guy ain't going to deny it, is he? No, he can't, because it adds credence to his exactly, story. He's backing him up. But also, he's like, in until he under his thumb, then. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's a massive power play. Yeah. In 1994, French-born astrophysicist and ufologist Jacques F. Vallée published an article in the Journal of Scientific Exploration titled Anatomy of a Hoax, the Philadelphia Experiment 50 years later. In writing a previous article about it, Vallée asked readers to contact him if they had any further information about the alleged event. And that's when Vallée received a letter from Edward Dudgeon, who served in the US Navy from 1942 to 1945. He'd served on the USS Engstrom, which was dry docked in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in the summer of 1943. He was an electrician in the Navy and had full knowledge of the classified devices that were installed on both his ship and the Eldridge, which he said was there at the time. Far from being teleportation engines designed by Einstein or aliens, <laughs> the devices enabled the ships to scramble their magnetic signature using a technique called degaussing. Degaussing? Degaussing? Never figured out to say that word. Degaussing. I've heard several people say it different ways. Uh. Degaussing. Go for third. Nah, I'm not going degaussing. <laughs> That's terrible. Degaussing. We'll go with degaussing. The ship would be wrapped in large cables and zapped with high voltage charges. A degaussed ship wouldn't be invisible to radar, but it would be undetectable by the U boat's magnetic torpedoes. Okay. Magnetic contactors. Go. That's why I was wondering whether. Yeah. For torpedoes more than anything. So it goes back to the initial test that they were doing. Yeah. Apparently. Now, Dudgeon was familiar with the wild rumours about disappearing ships and mangled crewmen, but credited the fabrications to loose sailor talk about invisibility to torpedoes and the peculiarity of the degaussing process. The green glow was probably due to an electric storm or St. Elmo's fire. Yeah, that's when you get that build of a static in the air and you'll get a spark. Mm. That's what it did for the Hindenburg. Mm. As for the Eldridge's mysterious appearance in Norfolk and sudden return to Philadelphia, Judgeon explained the Navy used inland canals off limits to commercial vessels to make the trip in six hours rather than two days. Mm. Now that is interesting because it would make sense that the US Navy has built inland canals to shift their ships up and down, give them a shortcut up and down that massive coastline. Yep. Do you think they, they just had like someone on a big speakerphone so everybody that was watching they were like right we're going to turn the engines on everybody look away everybody look away because you don't know what's going to happen right quick get out of it get out of it get out of it mm. whoa there's a big green glow right you can all look back whoa it's gone <laughs> well, look away for 20 minutes while a huge warship goes out of sight hey come on this is America <laughs> it's quite easy to do. A World War Two destroyer, you're probably looking, I don't know, could be up to three to five thousand tons, maybe. Yeah, they were, pretty big. they were getting pretty big at this point because they had to carry loads of depth charges and equipment, so. You shift that in 20, 30 seconds. <laughs> a few smoke blind everyone with the green lamps you set up, and then the ship just sails off. In another turn of events, the Philadelphia Inquirer reported in 1999 on a, on a reunion of sailors who served on the USS Eldridge <laughs> in Atlantic City. 
The sailor said the ship never docked in Philadelphia. <laughs> Indeed, it was in Brooklyn on all its supposed dates of disappearance. The ship's log confirmed this. Oh, fuck me. Further, the captain said no experiments were ever conducted on the vessel, <laughs> which is what they would say. Isn't it? Mm. Or, or maybe the sailors have been brainwashed into believing that. Or maybe the sailors have been brainwashed into doing it. Or maybe it's all a load of bullshit. <laughs> and it really wasn't yeah. anywhere near it. It was where they said it was. Brooklyn. That's it. End mm. of. Well, despite the different accounts, both Dudgeon and the Eldridge crew both confirmed that nothing otherworldly happened on the ship, yet people continue to believe otherwise. It's an. Int- I like it, man. It's cool. It's cool, but it's bollocks, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, Al Bielik came out after he watched the film. I know. <laughs> Balls on that guy. I know. <laughs> I mean, it came out two years prior to the film. Fair enough. Mm. But yeah, four years after the film. The ball. No, it wasn't. It was like literally a year after he watched the film and then said oh my god my repressed memories are back I fell off that ship well the film was 84 wasn't it and he yeah. he, he said he watched it in 88 so it was four mm. years later mm. that's what I mean if it had been two years prior so it was four years later it'd have a lot more credence wouldn't it let's face it but yeah he's just watched the film and gone ah bit skint at the minute I know <laughs> who can say Although, like I say, I love the brother tale. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's just a grift. That was somebody going, oh, I'm a bit skinny. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's genius, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now, the ONR has said that it never conducted experiments on invisibility and that such experiments could only happen in science fiction, but you know they'd try it, wouldn't you? Come on, if they're like, you know, this, well, we're, we're trying do. to make technological leaps here. We're yeah. trying to defeat the, the magnetic contactors on the, uh, the contacts on the German torpedoes. I don't know if Einstein's gonna... gonna be in, uh, involved in a shit. He was involved in the uh, it, Avon it, project, wasn't he? Well, you know, he's not gonna be in, in, involved in any shit projects. He's one of the great minds of <laughs> the time. And... This will prove his theory. Yeah. Is you so he never had a theory, did he? He said. No, it's the unified field theories, that's, that's it. Yeah, but he never had it, did he? Yeah, all right. Yeah. never came out with it. No. Bugger. You think he would have done, wouldn't he? Maybe that was the proof. Maybe he thought... Andy would have had evidence that it worked because his fucking the ship's gone invisible and disappeared. I think yeah, but it also melted the mines and melted people into the well, dirt. Well, you know, got to break a few... <laughs> <laughs> you can't make an omelette and break your legs, eh? <laughs> they have accomplished it, though, haven't they? They have accomplished visibility. To radar, stealth, yeah, stealth not, not just stealth, to the naked eye as well, haven't they? With cameras. Yeah, mm. I've seen it done, yeah. Because they've got, they try, they've tried to do it on tanks now, weren't they? They've got and an invisibility like, coat. There's lots of different yeah. cameras that, that film the background. That's right. And project it onto the side that you can see. Mm. Yeah. But it's because it's literally 360 all the way around, there's like hundreds of cameras. From whatever angle you're looking at, you're seeing yeah. the opposite exact opposite of what usually a line of trees (laughs) I wouldn't say it's convincing no because you can still see something you can see a bunch (laughs) of trees moving (laughs) it's like it's almost like Predator in a way but that was the effect they're going with for this the Predator thing but that's how it almost turned out like because it was Mm. clearly obvious that it was a projection but as technology gets better that's going to get better Mm. so all right, yeah. to, to accomplish that particular thing, 
they have kind of done it. Yeah, and they've done um, the like you say, they've done the stealth, like all our mm. submarines, they're all covered in it. The different stealth fighter bombers and things like that, they're covered in literally just released a new stealth bomber this week, the Americans to replace mm. the B two. Still it, a big flying wing that looks exactly like a UFO from the front. Is it sexy like the other it is one sexy, they brought yes, out very right? sexy. not long ago? It's, very, it's a very sexy weapon of death. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which most of them are, sadly. Wait, like the new Harrier replacement. Oh, the, the oh. lightning. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, what a what a beautiful. It beautiful looks fantastic. Mm. You know what? The Vulcan, the sexiest oh. death, the sexiest death machine of them all. I've still got to finish my model of that. I've got a model about yay big. I you know it's never getting it. finished. It will do it one never, day. Never. Yeah, when you retire. <laughs> oh, if any of us live that long and one of those sexy weapons of death doesn't drop something on us. <laughs> but then, the Philadelphia experiment. We'll get onto the Montauk project probably coming on getting after Christmas by the mm. time you hear that because we're going to do our Christmas episode shortly. Mm. That's going to be a cheery one, guys. Dark Christmas is back. Mm. <laughs> Very much date will ever top Unit 731. You were with us for that, Pete. You oh, made Claire scream. Listen back to that. <laughs> we made Claire scream. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, but punching her in the eyes doesn't count. No, we just, really. just, just, just watching a video. No, was, yeah, right. we just made us. Yeah, we made her watch some of the film. Right. So a load of bollocks. Yeah. We no, I, part of me thinks, right? Though this didn't happen, <laughs> right, that they certainly thought about doing something Oh, they probably tried. And they might have tried it, but it certainly didn't go off. I think that the, the engine, the guy who was on the other ship, he was the, en- he was the electrician. I reckon he might have been onto something. Mm. I reckon he's like, yeah, yeah, we were trying to sort of render the magnetic contacts of the German yeah. torpedoes in our by making the ships, like, revert to something with the electric field. Maybe. You can see it. Yeah, but... They said that the, the sailors said they'd never been into Philadelphia. No, that's true. So, but the, are they? Are they just actors, Mike? <laughs> are they just actors? Have they been coerced with the penalty of death? Well, what did Shakespeare they say? Speak up. The life is a stage, and everyone's merely at work. A stage, and everyone's. Did you have crisis actors back then? Oh, do you know we never had crisis mm. actors back then, Claire? They wouldn't tell us if they had. Mm. No, I think it's bollocks, Claire. We were already in the crisis. It was in the middle of the fucking World War, wasn't it? So, yeah. you know, we were all crisis actors. No, the guys at the reunion later. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. No, they, well, they, it's like the 60s, 70s. Just a bunch, a bunch of old men stick USS Eldridge hats on them and tell them they never went to Philadelphia. No. <laughs> okay, Sonny, don't worry. I, I wasn't on the USS Eldridge. You were now, Gramps. <laughs> Nah, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not buying this one. Pete? I'm a firm believer that it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I just think it's bollocks. I think if that had have happened, there'd have been far more witnesses yeah. than what have come out. Far more. Yeah. Now they're insane or well into the decks of the... Man, man, imagine that you had to chainsaw those dudes out of the deck. <laughs> well, they just get buried with the ship, don't they? Well, they sold the ship to the They're Greeks fucked anyway. In, yeah. that, in the fifties, yeah, we've got a ship. We've got a ship for sale. So don't mind the sailors embedded in the hull. What are you, bleeding metal? I was about to say, there's the proof. That's just like tear the ship apart. If you find little bits of people yeah. embedded in bits of the boat that they obviously didn't, because surely they wouldn't have found everybody. Well, if that happened, we've never had any reports from the Greek Navy 
Yeah. Of yeah. half a skull in the diesel room. <laughs> half a skull in the wall of the diesel room. <laughs> Although some of them were using it as an ashtray for a while. <laughs> and a pleasure toy. No, I don't <laughs> school fucking you, Mike. Look, it's men alone <laughs> on a ship. What's better than a glory hole? There There's a go. fucking full face in this one. Hey! <laughs> 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 Oh dear, yeah, you'd be unfortunate if you did go th- if you if you came oh, home, like and you, your body was like here in one side with your ass kind of sticking out. Yeah, well, and, I found a butt hole. The end was it just in the other one? You were still alive somehow. You were still alive, and and because you're on a ship with a bunch of navy men back in them days, yeah. obviously you're just gonna get spit roasted. Definitely, <laughs> you can keep your skull. I found a bum hole on the. <laughs> Okay. Oh, you had to go back to the poop deck. I did. Uh, anyway, fucked up facts. Yeah. Then. Right. So that's the Philadelphia experiment. Yep. Let's end the show with some fucked up facts. Team Jim, please. Facts, 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 facts. Don't look back. <laughs> <laughs> I might go for a Christmas fucked up facts version next year. Mm. Next week, even. Mm. Or we'll have to get some jingle bells or something in the background. We'll just sing it in the style the of, a, of a choir. I'll, I'll, I'll find some jingle music on my phone or something so we can play that for the theme tune. Yeah, whatever's good. As it's the World Cup, as a football fact what? here. It's, it's, a, it's what? In December? What heresy is this? <laughs> Doncaster City Football Club is applying to play in the Scottish Cup. Okay. All right, good for them. They're pretty close to Scotland, I guess. Well, they were ceded to Scotland by King Stephen in 1136, and the claim is it was never given back. Hmm. Oh, well, fair play to them. When he's got the Scottish League, then? Um, I'm guessing they're hoping they'll be able to do better mm. in the Scottish League. Yeah. This is the Scottish Cup, didn't well, The Scottish Cup, yeah. Well, they're ridiculous. Good luck to them. North Atlantic right whales have the largest testicles in the animal kingdom... Yeah, they're going to see me. They can weigh as much as a small car. Maybe not me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, some, that's some big testes. It is a bit, isn't it? It is, isn't it? That's some massive balls. Mm. And what whale is that, sorry? The right whale. The right whale? Yeah, as in opposed to the wrong whale. <laughs> I've never heard of a right whale before. Mm. The right whale is the one that Mike likes to take home. The Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> How's right spelt? Right as in the opposite of wrong. Right as yep. in the direction. Yep. Yeah. Atlantic right whale, is it? Yeah. Either North way, it's got balls North as big Atlantic. as a car. Yep. Maybe it's like the blue whale, so they're quite big. I've just got to see a picture of one, that's all. But it's balls. I want to have a look at bollocks, yeah. Yeah. Well, show it around. Let's see what one looks you like. Do, I bet he's imagining a whale with just two bollocks in there. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like a male rat when you see those yeah. massive knackers. Pond Square, North London, is said to be haunted by a chicken. And why the fuck not? <laughs> it's haunted by a chicken. Yep. Ghost chicken. Ghost Where's chicken. this? Pond London. Square, North London. Okay. Apparently, it's a chicken that Francis Bacon tried to preserve in ice in 1626. He was a bit of a lad, though, Francis Bacon. <laughs> Some talk that he was a necromancer. Try and preserve it in ice, or did he try and, like... He just throws it to death, basically. Throws it and was trying to bring it back. God knows. Tried to preserve in ice. I don't, I don't know. 
did he fail this t- attempt or something? I, I don't know. Tried did to he do just it. drown? Did he just like <laughs> drown a chicken? a chicken in a back bucket of uh, <laughs> ice water. In, in ice water, and that <laughs> left it over a cold night. I've no idea. But apparently that place is now haunted well, by said chicken. Would he just put the chicken in a cage, spray the chicken with water over the period of a really cold night, where it drops down to like minus three, mm. minus four, something like that, and let the water freeze on the chicken? Seems elaborate, but Francis Bacon was a bit of a lad. He had energy to burn. Much like Genghis Khan, without the genocide. Can anyone guess how many calories the meat on a fully grown mammoth would have provided? Oh, man. How many calories? Yep. 800,000... Millions? Millions of calories? Okay, so what are you, what are you going uh, I'm going to go 5 million. What was the question again, sorry? How many calories would the meat on a fully grown mammoth provide? Fully grown mammoth. Yep. How many calories of meat? Mm-hmm. Oh. Weren't they like four times the size of an elephant or something like that? Uh, yeah, we're talking the big, big ass. They're mammoth, about yeah. two, three times the mass of a big African. They're about twice the mass of an African. No, oh, so we're talking that big. As in two thousand, uh, ten thousand BC, throwing spears at the fucking thing. That kind oh, of yeah. It's got to be like a billion calories of it. A billion? Yeah. No, not a billion. Hazard <laughs> a guess. Right, 14 million. Uh, Ben's the closest, 3.6 million. Hey, I was going to go three. I just wanted to go calories. ridiculous. Mm. It's a lot of, lot of hey, fucking red meat of, right there, though, isn't it? Calories. It would certainly feed a village, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, you bring one of them down, fuck yeah. Mind you, how many dudes... Only because like, you cast your loads of people to do it, I guess. Yeah. Wait, did we exist at the same time as mammoths? We yes. did, didn't we? We killed them off, pretty much. Well, no. that and climate change. Yeah. Shame. Well, they evolved into elephants, I guess, some of them. And they kept falling down fucking little snow bloody caverns. Mm. Did they? Yeah. That's why they keep finding preserved ones. Preserved oh, ones yeah. that into, like, You're snow right. caverns and they that. Did, didn't they, Get on falling off things. Honestly, that, that's why there's so many of them that are preserved, because they all fell off into these, like, frozen caverns that are still just about frozen or they're some... starting to thaw now hence they're finding them there was talk about bringing them back I know to create like marsh lands they were going to use there's, there's marsh lands that are full of sulphur and things like that and they were going to bring them back and release them onto there because it's their perfect habitat and it would bring back the lands and it would help the earth, they reckon. Earth. Bring back the mammoths. Mm. And, what they're gonna, mammoths. and what they're going to do, they're going <laughs> to basically cross it. They're going to get as much... They, they, they are doing it. They want to do mm. it. They're, gonna, they're trying to get the big African male, mm. or female, I guess, but there's, there's the big African bull is the, what mm. they want to use. And then they're using whatever managed, tiny little bit of DNA they've managed to extract from the old ones. Because that's the problem, is getting enough intact DNA... Because the DNA particles they're managing to find aren't complete. A bit yeah, like it breaks in, down uh, after ten yeah. thousand years. Yeah, Jurassic Park. A bit, uh, I was going to say a bit. Yeah, like Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park that shit. And they're replacing it with the DNA potentially elephant. from a mm. big African elephant. Well, as long as we use a West African frog, <laughs> they can change sex, <laughs> and then we'll have problems. <laughs> as long as they don't put no raptor in there mm. as well, yeah. we'll be all right. Imagine that—a raptor elephant. Oh, got a girl. <laughs> 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 Clever girl. <laughs> I can see you coming quite away though. <laughs> yeah, not so good at sneaking no, up. No, not not good for an ambush. <laughs> but you won't want to fight one. <laughs> Fuck no, an elephant with giant claws. And big nasty gnashes. Yeah. No, I don't want that. 
I couldn't bring myself to do it. I was like, oh, look at him. Or, like even, or even if it turned out more raptor-like, but with big tusks. Well, that's the thing. You end up with a tusked raptor at that yeah, point, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, that would be scarier. Yeah. Oh. yeah, definitely don't cross it with a raptor. No, boys. no. Keep with the elephant genes. No West African mm. frog DNA. <laughs> For every degree of global heating, there is a 12% increase in lightning strikes. Cool. More Bloody lightning hell. strikes. Of course there will be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's mad, though. That's such mm. a massive increase. That's it, yeah. Well, we'll leave that to repeated lightning strikes <laughs> to our grandkids to figure out. For more worry for them. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, we shit, were... it's raining. Don't go out. <laughs> The first edition of the Oxford English Dictionary included the word cock, yeah. but excluded condom. Why? The male genitals were not considered taboo, but contraception was sub- was a subject too utterly obscene for the dictionary. Of course it would be. That's why everyone had so many kids. <laughs> Mainly Catholics. <laughs> and so venal disease. That, it? Yeah, yeah. A lot of venal disease. Man, what a time to be a rich mm. dude, though, in Victorian London. What a time. <laughs> All that lovely lead paint. Everything was lead, mate. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, like face paint. Like, no, that's, they pa- moved past that then. Have they? Yeah, oh, Victorian right. London, we're past that. That was a Tudor thing. They were past putting it on their face. Yeah. <laughs> Just everything else. They just had powder at this point, and teeth were taken from the French dead at Waterloo, probably. <laughs> <laughs> pair of teeth we passed down the generations. Didn't they do wooden dentures at one point. No, they did, yeah, George Washington had wooden dentures. I'm sure they did wooden dentures. So they never smiled, said they were too painful. It's especially kind of man to have wooden teeth, though, doesn't it? Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Splinters in your tongue. Mm -hmm. In Microsoft's internal documentation, the digital office assistant Clippy was referred to as TFC. Um, Anyone think what that might be? Oh, God. Oh, I'm just getting tender fried chicken. Yeah. I'm just thinking... Too fucking cute. <laughs> <laughs> Even though everyone hates him. Close. He was kind of cute when you saw that him. That fucking clip. I don't know. Yeah, that fucking clip. To anyone who asked, it was the friendly character. Ah. But it actually stood for the fucking clown. <laughs> Close, then. <laughs> and we'll end on this one. Floppy disks are still used. No. Never. In aviation... What? I know, yeah. Medicine. I can see medicine. They're robust though, aren't they? They are robust. Yeah. But most of all in embroidery machines. Well, that's not a cutting-edge technology, is it? Aviation and medicine. That's pretty mad, isn't it? Medicine, I can see the storing stuff outside of X, because obviously if you lose your connection to the, the cloud, as it is, the NHS cloud... For example, then mm. be nice to have some stuff stored up on a floppy disk, wouldn't it? Yeah. But why floppy disk? Why not CD? Oh, it's good. I guess they don't get scratched, do they? I mean, how many times have you had a floppy disk go wrong? <laughs> Loads. Uh, yeah. Oh, I never did. You don't remember like pulling that metal bit back? No. Like, or like? Oh, no, never. No, was... I never. I don't remember. Yeah, they were they pretty last, didn't they? CDs got scratched, floppy disks. Yeah, CDs. See, I've always taken good care of my CDs, so never really had. Yeah, but sometimes they just. Sometimes you've got a dodgy player and that scratches them. Shouldn't do, though. Shouldn't do, but sometimes it does. I had one like that. Either way, it was shit. 
But it's a floppy disk. It's nice to see them sort out. <laughs> All the kids under like 25 are going, what the fuck's a floppy disk? I wonder if VHS is still used in anything like commonly. That's a valid question. I don't it. Maybe, you know, if you're in fucking Kabul, <laughs> all right, living under Taliban regime, or in some, some some Central African Republic where there's a civil war raging all the time. And they are still in then, yes, technology. I guess so. Because they haven't got time for DVD players. But then again, maybe, because... <laughs> yeah. It's streaming, isn't it? It's streaming, mate. I, I, in Nepal fucking up the Himalayas they got fucking streaming no way yeah there's like there's one cafe or something they have to stand in this one area just to get the reception <laughs> yeah we're not talking like that's one place in that country I mean your average place in you know your average bush village somewhere <laughs> right your average little village no I've, I've I, there must be some there must be someone still having a village you go to the right? Amazon the Amazon Indians they've got smartphones <laughs> oh yeah no they haven't <laughs> They have. They have. I love pygmy tribes yeah. now running around with I don't, with phones. iPhone 14. Yeah, they're still hunting in the, you know, with bow and arrow. Well, who can they have an iPhone then? They've got with a big little VR set on. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, they're, they're, I don't know if they've got that. They've got a signal. Yeah, they must have, mustn't they? It's tragic they've got a signal because they had to cut down a tree to wear a mask up. Yeah. Do you reckon That's selfies is still a thing for them? <laughs> so TikTok. If, if I go onto Facebook or Instagram, right, if I go to Instagram and find some African bush people, I can find some African bush people selfies. Or yeah. African bush people so TikTok. Sorry, Amazonian bush people yeah. selfies. That's crazy. Uh, Why would you give them smartphones and not medicine? <laughs> well, maybe they do give them medicine as well, I don't know. Why are we giving them smartphones? I was saying that, they're in the Amazon, and they know how the medicine is. What I an Oscar about? Which is sad, really, because they're losing their, their way and their. Oh, totally! I wouldn't give them smartphones. I watched uh, Ray Mears, he went back in there and they'd forgotten how to make fire because they've had lighters. Oh, we went yeah. to town and get lighters, lighter yeah. fluid. You don't need to make fire, and a whole generation had forgotten. So he was taking the, the young kids out and teaching teach them to. Make fire again. Good old Raymi is. Never takes sandwiches though, does he? <laughs> Same as none of them explore. None of those type. Boy, I can live off the. I can live off the land. Yeah, yeah it's great. But you with you. Yeah, could take yeah. some sandwiches yeah, but with you and just see yourself the hassle, couldn't you? It's, it's, it's a, a shit show, then, isn't it? It's some man eating sandwiches in the woods. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. I want to watch him. He can show me how to do it, but at the same time, he's going to see me eat a sandwich while he does it. I want to see him eat them grubs that he's caught. I want to see him eat the fish. I want to see him eat well, the fucking sandwich. He can put one of his sandwiches to flavour it with him. It's like watching Bear Grylls, though, when he fucking eats, eats like a raw fucking snake. Because you can. When he's just made a fire. He stays in a hotel anyway. Yeah, but he's just made a fire. Yeah. And you're like, why, why, why just fucking cook it, you tits. <laughs> was he in the SAS or what? Was he fuck? I don't think so. I think he pretty was. Pretty sure he wasn't. Claims to have. No, I'm pretty sure he wasn't. But you weren't allowed to tell people if you were in the SAS. You can if you've left. Well, yeah. Uh, officers have a weird thing where they do, only do three years. I don't know if it was the SCS, maybe he was in the Marines. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely some kind of, some kind of uh, yeah. special I watched the interview with him on Louis Theroux recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he was admitting like most of that stuff, like he was sleeping in a hotel and he was... He's got this one video of his, like, I'm going to jump over this, like, crevasse and, uh, and it 
zoomed out, like and you could just see it's just like a little there's like kids playing on this thing you know what I mean? and he's, he's making out as if like it's a daring jump and, the problem then he said it was entertainment he said it's just entertainment that's what it was yeah some of it was real but some of it wasn't it was trickery and faked but that's the thing with all of it though isn't it it's like they've got to get you watching yeah they've got to make the money out of it it's like ah it's like every show that's in the paranormal yeah, yeah, they sensationalise yeah, it just to make it. Yeah, make it well, they're going to take certain risks, but not risks that are going to jeopardise your life, is it? For a TV program, it's not worth uh, it. He did three years in the army in mm. the uh, artists' rifles. That is reserve SAS. Twenty-one SAS, I think, mm. is the reserve unit in London. Well, should we call it a day? Yes, yeah, let's just call it that. Right, so. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, oh, I didn't drop it in earlier. It was R.I.P.D. Kirstie Alley who passed away today. Great actress, funny woman. Yeah, man. R.I.P. R.I.P.D. to her. And her funny bones. Well, she's uh, <laughs> she, she's gone to be with L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron, L. She's, she's, L. Ron Hubbard. She's with L.R.H. Right now. <laughs> and Queeg. Is it Queeg? Queeg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's some red dwarf. Yeah, that's red dwarf, mate. Some some crazy. What's space the crazy alien being that they believe in? It's, it's like Z- Zanu, Zan. Oh, I said it earlier. I don't know. Right, follow us on Facebook at Cutting the Ball in the Post Truth Apocalypse. Um, SoundCloud and most other podcasting platforms as Cutting the Ball in the PTA, and YouTube Apocalypse Ball. I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. Don't join the flavor raid. Don't join a cult. I've been Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. I've been Claire, keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete, aim low, but shoot high.